Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, hour number two already. It is uh, 5 o'clock here in the Bayou City on a Sunday morning. All right, let's head down to Port O'Connor. Let's check in with our good friend, Captain Lynn Smith, see what he's up to. Morning, Lynn. How you doing, bud? Well, good morning. Yeah, man. It's been a busy week. I guarantee you that. It It has. Oh, I'm telling you. (laughs) I'm about ready for a little rest. But, uh, yeah, it's been a busy week, a good week. And uh, been some good fish caught. Guarantee you that. And, boy, I'll tell you what, yesterday was busy down here. They had two big tournaments. And uh, last count, I heard there was something like 162 boats in those two tournaments alone combined. <laughs> oh, it was it was nuts. Well, did you hear about the one in uh, Rockport yesterday? Billy Koshin called me yesterday morning to let me know about that. There was 1,500 boats in it. Oh, get out of here. That's what she said. I don't know that for a fact, but she said there was 1,500 boats. Oh, my goodness. Mm, mm. Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy on Saturdays, man. I, You know, it's 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 insane. Yeah, our well, resource you know, doesn't get any pressure on it. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. No. Uh, yesterday I went to, went to an area that I'd been catching some really decent trout, you know, but, heck, uh, by the time you get there, they're just run over. You know, they got prop Shop scars up. on all of them. <laughs> Gosh, oh, that's a fact, Jack. Oh man, I tell you what these these uh, jackfish are all over the bay now. You know, big well, pods of everywhere. Everybody's complaining about jackfish this year. Oh man, of course Jack the fly fishermen are loving it. The yeah. fly fishermen are loving it. Now they're having a ball. You know, just chasing those jacks with big pods of jacks and. and uh, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It really is. And, uh, man, they're chasing them left and right. It's, it's hilarious. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, out in the deeper water, there's a lot of big bull reds in with those jacks. Right. I mean, they're, chasing, they're chasing those big pods of bait fish. And, uh, man, when they come to the surface, it's just explosions, man. It looks like dynamite out there, <laughs> you know. I wouldn't want to be a mullet trying to make a living this time of year. got a tough life brother (laughs) boy i'm telling you man it's something out there (laughs) but it's uh but a lot of boats uh playing bumper boats out there trying to get get hooked up but those big old bulls man they're like 40 inch bulls in there with those jacks Mm -mm -mm. and um boy if you hook up you don't know if you got a jack or a bull redfish you know or one of each (laughs) you know it's crazy 
gosh. But anyway, in the bay, uh, you know, I've had some good wading and some uh, pretty good boat fishing too. But uh, but uh, on the wade trips, uh, you know, we've had some good topwater action and uh, a lot of blow ups, a lot of hookups, and and a lot of fun, really. We uh, we had some good good topwater action this week. We really mm-hmm. did, and uh, caught a lot of a lot of good redfish on uh, on some good top dogs, and and, uh, and then on the weight fishing trips, we uh, we caught some good fish on soft plastics, uh, and I was knocking tail baits, but I mainly throw that, and uh, and that that bait's been working good for me. I stick to that heavy metal color. That's that's my favorite <laughs> by far. Right. I mean, tell you what, I've had good luck with that color. That that bait is, is dynamite. It just kind of in that bright sunshine, boy, that bait mm-hmm. dynamite. <laughs> yeah, I'm loving that color. Yeah, it picks up that Please. sunlight and just uh, it lights it yeah. up. Boy, it does, man. It does. I love that bait. But uh, but anyway, that and the down south bait too works good. But right. that uh, dynamite. What'd you call that other one? It's a knocking tail. Yeah, a knocking tail. It's got a little rattle in the tail. And, okay, uh, I'm I'm not familiar with that. Oh man, it's a it it works good. One day I I had some guys we were wading a reef uh, over uh, up toward uh, Port Lavaca, and uh, man, we were wading this one reef and. And uh, I was the only one hooking up, and I had three guys, and nobody was getting a bite but me. And I told these guys, I said, hey, y'all wait over here. Come here. And uh, I, I threw a bag of those baits to them, and uh, then they'd hook up. But that was the oh, only thing darn. they wanted on that reef. It was incredible. Who makes yeah. that bait? Uh, it's made, actually, in Katy. It really is. And uh, Katy, Texas. I'll be darned. Yeah. And um, and it's a soft check plastic. It out. Yeah, and, but it's tough. It's a tough bait. They last. But I'm liking it, man. I am. They make a lot of good colors. But um, anyway, try it. I think you might like that. It's got a paddle tail to it, too. Right. I like well, that. It's got a good action. Right there. It's got a good action. <clears throat> but anyway, I've been uh, I've been throwing that bait uh, pretty religiously here lately, and um, anyway, that and uh, and of course working the top top waters. But uh, I was in the uh, some of the lakes uh, this week throwing top waters till the grass got too too heavy. Once that sun got up and started heating up, that grass came to the surface, and and uh, it got got pretty tough working the top water. You get kind of frustrated, but uh, we sure got a lot of a lot of blow ups, good blow ups, and we're catching good reds on top. You know that back in those lakes, those reds are running like you know anywhere from twenty five to twenty six, right in that range. So that's good action for sure. I was kind of laughing. I went in this one lake, and and you know our uh, our island was basically a bombing range during World War Two. And they use it as a right. bombing range training. Well, there's a lot of craters in those lakes, you know, and the the bottom is soft, man. I mean, it is miserable mm-hmm. weight. I mean, if you want to <laughs> weigh those lakes, 
you got to be pretty young. <laughs> I guarantee you that. Because there's areas in there you're knee-deep mud or, or deeper. And I ran in this one lake, and, and it was, looked like a guide. It was a guide boat, and the guide stayed on the boat, and he had three waders out wading in that lake. And I went, you have got to be kidding me. And these guys <laughs> were strung out. And I, I gave them a wide berth, and I went around them. And, and uh, I went on down in this lake, and I was I was making a drift with uh, top waters and, and uh, we fished in there for a while and came back and we had, we had, uh, I think we had two or three reds and, and uh, when I was coming out, they had moved and they had moved to a few hundred yards, but they were still made another wade on another area. And I said, Oh my goodness, I guarantee you after two waves, those, those boys were done. I guarantee you. I had some, I had a boat behind me one time making a drift and, uh, Obviously, they'd seen some reds and uh, or, or caught one. And uh, I heard this one guy on this boat behind me go, let me out, let me out. And uh, I, I told my customers, I said, you watch this. Uh, watch this happen. And this guy got out of the boat, and the boat drifted past him. And uh, I heard that guy, it wasn't, it wasn't three or four minutes. That guy went, uh, uh, come get me, come get me. <laughs> Because <laughs> I guarantee he was sinking over his knees in mud every step. Yeah, yeah. a lot of people, man, they can't wade that stuff. No. Mm-mm. I choose not, not to. Sometimes I get in it when I don't want to be, but uh, I get out of it real quick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not every step. No, that was brutal. You know, back on the island where my duck blind was, uh, I'd run the airboat over and park it, and then I'd walked back to the blind and there was all kinds of uh, brass uh, casings, like 20 millimeter casings uh, from during the war, you know, when they were practicing. Right. I used to, I used to run back in like Pringle Lake areas like that uh, way back there in the sixties. And uh, they still had targets up from um, when they were practicing, you know, doing strafing runs and all that. Right. They, uh, there's no telling how many, how many bombs were dropped on this island and everything. You know, we have uh, <laughs> one old guy over here. I'd love to sit down. I need to sit sit down with him and really, really go over the history of this island with him. Old Dixie Howell. He was the last commanding officer on uh, Matagorda Island. He was a major. Right. And, uh, old Dixie's a piece of work, man. <laughs> he really is. And uh, he loves to fish, though nothing but hardware, you know. And uh, Dixie's in his 80s, and and uh, he's a character boy. But um, he loves to he loves to fish. And I saw him out on the hump one day, and he'd had a rough day, and he had caught many fish. And we used to kind of meet at a coffee shop uh, every once in a while. And he, uh, I was in the coffee shop one day, and he was kind of having a rough day. He wasn't catching too much. And uh, I went in there and threw him a package of soft plastics one day. And I said, try these, Dixie. Uh, these, are, these are working pretty good for me. And, and uh, he came in the next day, and, he, he, and uh, I was drinking coffee, and he leaned over and looked at me, and he said, well, those soft plastics aren't worth a darn. It took me about 15 minutes to catch a limit. <laughs> I, said, I, said, I said, told you, told you they were working. <laughs> he just laughed. 
he was a good he's a good guy and a good hard fisherman. He said when he he was commanding officer over the, on the island, one of his jobs was they when these uh, big uh, big officers would fly in, his job was to take them fishing. You know, these guys from the Pentagon would fly down. He'd take them fishing. But um, yeah, he's a real character. But anyway, uh, it's uh, the water's been in super shape, and and uh, the fish have been cooperating, so it's uh, been looking good. Right. Everybody's been talking about them changing, uh, changing the limit or the size limit or something. I I keep getting different stories, so I don't know what Parks and Wildlife is going to do. Man, I don't know. I don't have anything etched in stone. I'm just saying, you know, I've I've heard that they're just going to go back to the original limits like they were, you know, before they instated that three fish deal. So yeah, I keep getting different stories, so I really don't know what to believe. You know, <clears throat> if they're going to go back to the same size limits or the or go back to five fish or or what? Mm-hmm. So I'll just believe believe it when it happens. So whatever i know that i'm releasing an awful lot of fish that are 16 inches or better yeah 16 and 7 eighths you know stuff like that and that's a that's a nice size fish you know well they knew what they were doing when they uh imposed those uh size restrictions you know on the limits the new limits yeah for down that way yeah. same thing's going on in matagorda too same thing oh yeah exactly i mean we're catching a lot of 16 inch trout you know I mean, there's areas that, you know, I leave them because there's so many 16 inches. You know, I said, man, let's right. let's leave them. Let's just don't catch them and handle them. I mean, I mean, the porpoises are, have been loving us because we're releasing them. They're eating them. You know, so no doubt. Said, let's get out of these. But um, I mean, we've we've been catching some nice fish. I uh, the other morning, a couple of couple of days ago, uh, I made I made five casts. And uh, I caught three trout that were 18 to 20, and um, right. one undersized trout, and a gaff top. <laughs> you know. Oh boy. Oh, yeah. Gaffies. Oh, slammers, man! They're everywhere right now. Boy, we got we got areas over here that just uh, you just got to fire up and leave. It's just oh, relentless. Gosh. Oh, we got birds working everywhere, and you know, customers yeah, saying birds, thing. birds. I see slimers. <laughs> I guarantee you. That's it. Gaff top. <laughs> Boy, they, they're they're prevalent. I wish we they had are. as many trout as we do gaff top. Oh, isn't that the truth? Man, Lord man. have mercy. They you are knock his break out, Lynn. I was I was looking up those one knockers and uh, or those uh, knocking tails, and uh, oh yeah, got some good looking colors. They do. And they're uh, they available do. a lot of places. Stock them. So I'm gonna check them out. I'm gonna try those. I'm gonna get me some. You need try to, them next yeah. week. All yeah, right. Well, thank you. Hang on. Let me knock this break out. I'll be right back, Lynn. Hang with me. All right, man. All right. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. Quick break. Right back. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, 518 here in the Bayou City on a Sunday morning. Let's go back and talk some more with Captain Lynn Smith. All right, Lynn, we are back, my friend. Yes, sir. I'll tell you what happened with those baits. I uh, We were drifting. Uh, one of my customers was just spanking the fish with that bait. And uh, when he left, when they left, uh, one of them left one of those baits on my console. And uh, it was all chewed up. And... Uh, I, uh, I when I was cleaning my boat, I went, oh, here's one of those baits. So I, I stuck it in my pocket. I didn't even notice that it had a rattle in the tail, and uh, <laughs> I just I stuck it in my pocket. And I drove into Victoria the next day, and uh, I went to a couple of bait shops, and and uh, I was asking them if they had any of these baits. And we were looking around. I was looking on the wall and everything. I I couldn't see any baits that anywhere near like it, you know. So I was looking around. I asked this one guy in the, the, this bait shop, the tackle box. So they, they're usually in the know, and they've got a lot of, a lot of good baits and stuff. And and we were talking about it. And he said, No, no, I don't have anything like this. And and uh, he said, Well, heck, it's got a rattle in the tail. I'm like, What? <laughs> I yeah. didn't, even, I didn't even notice it, you know. And well, I just uh, we quietly snuck in, you know. I, yeah. I see where Water Waterloo Outfitter stocks them. Uh, Walmart has them. Yeah showing well, on here I, was, that, I looked them up on on their website and everything so huh well i said and this Tackle was a while warehouse back. has them yeah this was a while back well see they they had them they were at the at the fishing show uh this year and um anyway they had some good colors they did i was looking at their colors good. man i uh that pink one i really like a lot too that pink oh ice, yeah whatever they call it that's uh yeah That'd be a good one. That that's a good color for us up here from December through about April. Uh-huh. Works really well. Oh yeah. But I looked that color up that you were using, and boy, I like that. Boy, you talk about oh, glitter. Is. They want glitter oh, and it. sunshine. That's bait to throw right there, buddy. Oh, it is. It is. It's a it's a real good gold glitter. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, boy. When that sun shines up, oh man, they jumped Got on a it. Good hue to especially, it. Oh, especially over shell. You know, it, right. it works real good over shell. Yeah, that's a good bait. 
And I mean, there's days that uh, I mean, I, I I haven't had it work over grass, but uh, but over shell, it worked real well. Well, it's got a weedless but, hook groove in it where you you can rig it weedless. Mm-hmm. You know, with a, with yeah. one of those worm weight hooks. Yep. And that good uh, yep. fast action tail on it, so that uh, it, with the rattle in it. Yeah, it does have a good action to it. It works yeah. real well. But uh, but anyway, yeah, try them. You you probably. You'll like it, I guarantee. I'm gonna try them out. Hey, I, I'm always a sucker for anything new, <laughs> yep. especially something with a rattle in it. Because we'll we'll get some uh, not so good looking water up here in time at times, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you can go to one of those darker silhouettes like the red shad or whatever. They have a lot of sweet colors, chicken on a chain and everything. So, oh yeah, use that. Yep. Uh, you know, for a good profile, and then with the rattle in it, those fish come find it. Yep, that's right. I'll try them out, man. I appreciate yes, you turning me on to that, and I'm sure some of my listeners do too this morning. There you go. We're always you good betcha. for something, man. We've... Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. But anyway, uh, looks like we're going to get a little rain this week. So, uh, looks it's like looking that rain way. Did you get any of that yeah. to come through during the night? Uh, I don't know. I didn't hear it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, man, I was, I was exhausted. Boy, I'll tell you what. We have to, I had to get up early, early uh, yesterday morning and get down the ramp. Boy, we had a big party. And so we had to, we had to get down there and meet them early and get going. But, um, so I went to bed early last night and, um, I didn't have a party today. I don't have a party today, so I think I may go put my boat in the stall and have a couple of days off. Yeah, well, it's kind of looking that way this week. We'll see what happens. Recoup. Yeah, I was going to go to bed early, and you know, because Astros played early yesterday, and I watched them yesterday afternoon. They're even playing earlier today, but uh, I was going to go to bed early, and I was (laughs) thumbing through. uh, It's on that one Western channel I like to look and. At 9 o'clock, uh, Night of the Grizzly came on with Clint Walker. I had to watch it again. I hadn't seen that show since I was a kid, or I was mm. fairly young. <laughs> Night of the Grizzly. Oh, man. Grizzly bear, name, his name was Satan. Boy, he was, what a nightmare. <laughs> had some bad oh, dealings. And he just, yeah, he didn't kill it. livestock to eat it. He just killed it to kill it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Man, oh, man. Well, I saw, uh, I was talking to uh, one of my customers yesterday, and um, we, we got talking about the mountain lions <laughs> at the ranch. He was telling me about, uh, telling me about, uh, about this ranch that, uh, that they have out near uh, Ozona. And uh, he said that uh, one of his people on his ranch had stood eye to eye with a mountain lion. Oh, boy. Just walked up. Yeah. And, uh, they said that was a close call. They said they just walking along and looked up. There were two people, and they walked up and looked right at one. And oh, that mountain man. lion just turned around and walked off. But uh, I guess because there were two of them, you know, that mountain lion figured he was outnumbered. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, it's, it was a close call, really. Well, the thing but, about it, uh, if you're with somebody, just make sure you can outrun them. That's right. Exactly. Make sure you're faster than your buddy. Yeah. Shoot him in the knee. <laughs> yeah. 
And if he is faster, yeah. shoot him in the knee with a twenty-two. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Oh gosh, I tell you. Huh. Well, you never know. You know, you never know. These uh, these mountain lions seem to be getting more and more brazen. You know. That's but, what uh, I'm hearing. I hear a lot of, you know, a lot of talk about that. Well, they're running out of real estate. I mean, we're just overwhelming their environment. Yep. Just too many people. And the more people you have, the more encounters you're going to have, just like the sharks in the water, you know? Well, this this, uh, daughter of a friend of mine was down a couple of weeks ago, and uh, she showed me a picture. Uh, She lives in Dallas, and uh, in, in her subdivision, she uh, she said she walked out in her backyard and looked up, and she said, oh, there's a cat up on my fence. And she went, well, wait a minute, that's not a cat, that's a bobcat. And, and this bobcat was sitting up on top of her fence. Well, there again, you know, we're taking over their territory. And, you know, they're building in these subdivisions and, and all these uh, wildlife, or uh, they don't have a place to go. And the wildlife's just moving into the subdivisions. And that's that's happening. Same thing with yep. the mountain lion. I remember when I uh, I worked up in Denver and uh, for about three and a half years, years and years ago. And uh, I remember on the news, they said a, uh, a family that lived out on the outskirts of Boulder there, uh, this woman was fixing breakfast one day. And uh, she looked out the window and her daughter was out in the backyard playing in the backyard and she looked out and uh, this mountain lion was stalking her daughter and she looked around to see what she could get, you know, to run this mountain lion off. And there was a woofer bat laying on the floor and she grabbed that woofer bat and ran outside and chased that mountain lion off her daughter, ran him off. Uh. But she said it was like a standoff with that bat to chase that mountain lion off. But Man. he was after her daughter. Yeah. Well, I'd like to have something better than a wiffle ball bat, <laughs> a plastic <Isn't> bat. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that the truth? Give me a good, good uh, Louisville slugger or aluminum bat, something <laughs> better than yeah, that. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, that wouldn't do much damage. Mm-mm. No, I just, uh, that, that, piss it off <laughs> you'd oh, really man. be in trouble oh gosh yes yeah that <laughs> wouldn't do much damage at all but yeah you never know you never well, know. i saw another another big coyote the other morning coming in here to the studio it crossed the road in front of me and it just it's just not a normal size coyote these things are huge and i think they've crossbred with uh you know, the, red the wolf. old Galveston Bay Red Wolf, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, this well, they thing say they're huge. still around. They say the red wolves are still around, you know, well, down in, the, in that area. You know, I've got a neighbor that lives by me, and he took a picture of one in his backyard under a persimmon tree. It would come there every day and eat persimmons off the ground. And hmm. He sent it to A&M, and they said, well, it, it is a, uh, that's a, that's a Galveston Bay Red Wolf. And he said, well, I know, but TPNW told me that there's no more in the wild. They're all in captivity. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, how could they say that and know that? But, mm-hmm. uh, well, yeah. I've seen a I've... couple at the wildlife refuge in Anahuac before. 
you know, in, yeah. in the dark, pulling a boat in there. I saw, I saw one on the Katy Prairie one time, and I was yeah. goose hunting. And I'll guarantee you that was a red wolf. No doubt about that it. Was, you know it when you see it. The head is so oh, huge yeah. with the ears and and the body shape. I mean, they're big. Oh yeah, that's a that's a big. Oh, he ran dog, right buddy. by me. Yeah, he ran right by me. That was no coyote, believe me. <laughs> no. no, I've seen no a, a million. Oh yeah, I've seen a million cows, and that was no cow. That was a red wolf. Exactly. Yeah. yeah All right. Big. Let me knock this, knock this break out, and I'll come right back at you again. All right, Let's man. See how this goes. All right, buddy. Hang on. Well, the 34th annual CCA Texas Star Tournament, it's currently going on. That started last weekend. It runs from Memorial Day all the way through Labor Day, and it's all brought to you by your Texas Ford dealers, Tilson Homes, and Academy Sports and Outdoors. You have all summer to compete for great prizes. You can sign up today and take advantage of over a million dollars in prizes and scholarships for inshore and offshore divisions. And they released 120 tagged redfish in Texas inshore waters, and there's other species to fish for inshore like gaff top, drum, and sheephead. And you can offshore fish for great prizes when you catch red snapper, ling, dolphin, and kingfish. It's real easy. Go to startournament.org for rules, entry, and prize information. And the CCA Texas Star is brought to you by great sponsors like Whataburger, Showwater Boats, Mustang Cats, Dargle Boats, Haney Boats, Chris's Marine and McLean Trailers, just to name a few. Again, go to startournament.org or call 713-626-4222. Sign up today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. My Maria. Don't you know I've come a long, long way. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, 534 here in the Bayou City. All right, Lynn, we are back, my friend. Yes, sir. We were talking about yodies and wolves and all that stuff. And... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was I elk hunted one year up in uh, Idaho, and that's that was when they had released those uh, big timber wolves, you know. And boy, those elk hunters, man, they were upset about that. I bet they were. <laughs> man, they were upset. And uh, they had told me, they said, boy, if you see one, shoot him. I said, no, I'm not going to do that. You know, they uh, they just released those things. Boy, they, those those guys up there, boy, they didn't want those those wolves, man. No, that, that's, that's take that deer herd down, all that, man. That's uh, oh, 
Oh, Steve, uh, a listener at the gallery, he sent me a picture of one that he uh, killed in far north Alberta. He's going again in March to hunt them, and he's holding up his big old white wolf, and it's as big as he is, or actually probably oh, bigger. Yeah. They're oh, they're huge, huge, man. They are huge. Yeah. I mean, that to hunt one of those, that'd be interesting, you know? I mean, that those things are monstrous, you know? Well, you talk about if you were out there by yourself and, and those, those things got around you to attack you, that'd be, uh, you're at their mercy, I guarantee you that. Yes. Man, that'd be monstrous. Yeah, buddy. I wonder what those things weigh. They got to weigh know. close to 300 pounds, I would think. I would not know. Maybe he'll they send me a like text it. saying how much that one he caught, he killed Wade. That's that's big, very big. Oh, I'm telling you. Yes, sir. I wouldn't want to mess with one. Mm-mm. No. no, sir. I'd hate to have one tailing me, tracking me. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> yeah, boy. Oh, uh, one of these guys on my boat the other day was telling me that on that on his ranch out out west, he said uh, uh, they saw they found a uh, a mountain lion print of a big female mm-hmm. with a smaller uh, cub print right in the middle of it. Whoa! That was that was kind of neat, real cool. I know we were hunting out in um, in uh, Carrizo Springs one year and. Uh, we uh, we were packing up to leave, and uh, we packed our, our trucks and everything to leave the ranch house. And when we just as we got in our trucks to leave the ranch house, we didn't go ten yards from the ranch house. It looked up, and there was a female mountain lion sitting in the road looking at us, and she had a cub sitting beside her, huh. right there, right there by the ranch house. Like like wow. saying, you know, goodbye to us, you know. Yeah. She'd been right there, probably living right, maybe may have been living under the ranch house. You never know. No, you don't. Mm-hmm. You know, Blaine had, uh, well, he still got them down there. They, The main ranch that his lodge is on, La Mesa too. that ranch, there's always sightings of them. And this one kid hunting down there, he was in, I forget what blind he was in, but he said when that thing walked out, it stretched all the way across the Sendera, you know, with the length of the tail to the nose. Just oh, just walked right across. Before he could get his gun out of the window, it was gone. And then mm-hmm. we had a guy down there, his wife and granddaughters, and there there was two or three of them sitting in a blind, just no hunting, you know, no gun or anything. They were just taking pictures of deer and stuff. Yeah. Well, they were getting photos of a mom and two cubs. They just sit out there playing around in the Sendera, you know, for like five or ten minutes, something we'd dream about, you know, shooting one, you know, to get a trophy mm-hmm. like that. Naturally, they didn't have a gun, and they stuck around where they could take photos of them. It's crazy. Uh-huh. Oh, we had a we had a hunter uh, there, George West. Uh, he was from California, and uh, he killed his buck. And uh, so we put him in a stand to shoot a pig and uh, went to pick him up. And said, well, did you, did you see any pigs? And he said, no, but I had a mountain lion come right over here within about 30 feet of the blind and sit down and, and just lick at himself, cleaning himself. So why did he shoot him? He said, well, it's against the law in California. 
said, man, this is Texas. This is Texas, brother. That's a real trophy. That's like shooting a buck deer, man. Yeah, that's true. He saw he sat out there for a long time and just kind of cleaned himself, licked himself right in front of the blind. I said, oh, my goodness, man. Anybody in this lodge would give anything to shoot, shoot one of those. But, no, he just sat there and watched him. Yeah. Man. Mm, mm. <laughs> yeah, boy. Never fails, you know. You put somebody, no, give, give them that kind of chance, and, you know, they just don't realize what kind of chance they had, you know. Man, oh, man. Like having a book deer out in front of them, and, and they don't realize what it was. Yeah, don't realize what I had you a, got in front of them. That, that right. happens a lot, too. Well, I, I had a hunter, same deal. I had a hunter that uh, was going to shoot a management deer and uh, had this real nice eight-point came out. I mean, he was super nice eight. And uh, I said, hey, man, you want to shoot that deer? He went, no. Uh, I said, uh-huh. you don't? You don't want to shoot that deer? I mean, he's a heck of an eight-point. I mean, really nice buck. I mean, dark chocolate horns. and I mean, oh, he was super nice. Yeah, he's pretty about 20 inches, About 20 inches wide, you know. <laughs> I said, man, that's a nice eight. No, uh-uh, I, I don't want to shoot that. So I mean, we watched him walk down the Sendera and back into the brush. And anyway, the next day, uh, there's the last day to hunt, and finally this other Eight point, another eight point walked out, and I said, "You want to shoot that one?" I mean, he said, "Well, you think I should?" And I said, "Well, yeah, shoot that one. He's not as good as that other one, but he's a good one." Well, he shot him, and and the buck walks about ten feet and collapsed. So anyway, we got out of the blind, walked over there, and I grabbed his horns. He was a nice deer, and I said, "Man, is is that the best deer you've ever killed?" He said, "Well, it's the only deer I've ever killed." Well, that explained it. <laughs> You know, he didn't know what he had a chance at the first day. I mean, the the first deer was a lot better deer than the one he shot. Man. You know, just just didn't realize what he passed up. Right. Just didn't have. Well, a he probably just hadn't hadn't hunted enough and seen enough to know the difference. You know. That's right. That's exactly right. That's what they need you for. That's Tell it. Them. I mean, if the guy tells you that, shoot him. You know, you know that's what I was there for. You know, but exactly, uh, he didn't. He didn't take my advice. You know, and he's not the only one. I mean, we've had other ones that did the same thing. You know, well, I had a, a girl in the stand one day that that we we had this one ticker deer that we wanted her to take, and it was fourteen points. I mean, he was a nice buck. You know. And I said, well, and this girl's name was Amy. I'll never forget her. And she was real cute gal. She was like, worked in the oil patch. And anyway, uh, we're sitting there. And I said, well, here he comes, Amy. Here he comes. And uh, she was she was kind of petite, and she she was too small to 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 shoot from the chair. She had to stand up, put one knee in the chair, and then really? get the rifle out the window. And so she finally. She got the rifle out the window, and that deer came walking toward the stand. He walked right past the stand. She had to pull the rifle out the window, put it through another window. The deer walked past that window. She pulled the rifle out, stuck it out the other window, (laughs) and the deer walked past that window and went in the brush. And I said, Amy, I said, 
I've never seen anybody take that long to shoot a deer. And she said, well, I just couldn't get on him, you know. The deer was 14 points. And uh, anyway, the next day she finally got him. But she just took her time, you know. She she just couldn't quite get on the deer, you know. Mm. I said, okay. But she finally got him. Oh, man. You just sitting there, you know, biting your tongue and got your hands over your ears. <laughs> yeah, like oh, any time now, squeeze yep. it off. Yep, squeeze it off. Oh my goodness! I we said see it all. Kid, one time, and the blind was rattling because his butt was shaking in the sh- in the chair so much. <laughs> he had buck fever. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I know about that. Rattling the windows. Yeah, I've had them do that, man. I've, I had one guy that really got buck fever. I mean, I couldn't feel him shaking. He just froze. He couldn't pull the trigger. Right. The deer was standing broadside at about 50 yards, you know, and and uh, <laughs> he was, and the buck was, you know, he was a big deer and he was, well, he scored uh, the next, well, the next day, one of the guys uh, ended up shooting him shot that deer and uh but the next day uh a guy from the ranch asked me well he asked me he said uh was that a good deer that that guy froze on got buck fever on i said oh yeah i said he'll he'll book i mean he's a good deer and he said uh well if he's you think he'll score he said i want to kill him because i'm in a contest in tyler and he said i want to i want to go ahead and see if i can get him i said yeah he'll he'll score so he said, okay. So I told him, you know, where the deer moved from, where he came out and all this. And uh, he went back over there and got him. And that deer scored 178. Goodness. And, uh, what a he deer. Had big, he had big main beams, came around, and, uh, oh, he was, he was an awesome deer. And what made it bad was the guy that froze on him was from Florida. Well, you know, in Florida, they're just not used to seeing big deer. Little, little small deer and uh, that deer came out and stood broadside at about 50 yards staring in the brush at a doe that had run off and I had my hands over my ears I'm going shoot <laughs> shoot him and he just sat there staring at him through the scope and couldn't pull the trigger and uh, the deer just walked into the brush after a doe and uh, he pulled his rifle back into the stand, and I said, "Why didn't you shoot?" And he said, "I, I don't know. I, I had him twice. I could have, I could have shot him." And I just, I just couldn't say anything. You know, I just kind of shook my head. And when we got back to the ranch house, this this guy, this trophy hunter, came out and he said, uh, "Was that a good deer he passed on?" I went, "Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah it is." And uh, Man. he just kind of shook his head. Well, what made it bad was the guy that finally got him. He had him mounted, and he put him over the coffee pot in the lodge. And that guy from Florida would, came back down the next year, and he had to stare at that deer hanging over the coffee pot. Got to look at it every time. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. Oh, gosh, that was funny. Yep, that'll make you think twice. I had a listener uh, sent me some info about these uh, red wolves. Yeah. And... uh pretty interesting said uh, service officials made canis rufus the first ever mammal put on the endangered species list 
and they started a capture program uh, back in 1973 to find the last remaining genetically pure red wolves. And uh, they found a captive breeding program. In 1980, service officials considered the red wolf extinct in the wild and labeled only 14 of the hundreds of animals they called as purebred red wolves. And um, hmm. these 14 specimen, specimens are the basis for all of the red wolves in the federal recovery program. And research uh, shows that it's more recent. It suggests the red wolf is a fertile hybrid of the coyote and the gray wolf. And DNA analysis of 77 canids captured for the captive breeding program from 76 and including some of the first animals in the captive breeding program revealed only genotypes only found in southern coyotes are gray wolves. In fact, they even showed a gray wolf characteristic of the Mexican gray wolf, another highly endangered species, and without question, their animals in Texas, it looked virtually exactly like the red wolves in the federal captive breeding program. Whether they're genetically the same is up for debate, there are wild uh, canines other than coyotes out there. The popular term for them is coy wolves. And hmm. uh, the wolf-coyote hybrid, that would be called a coy wolf in Texas. So I'll be down. Hmm. Well, you learn something every day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know that so. when it ran by me out on that Katy Prairie that year. Oh, that was way back there. There wasn't any houses out there on that Katy Prairie. Uh, that was a big animal. It really was. Yeah, back in he the day in the fifties and sixties, these cattlemen associations yeah. they were they were wiping them out, man, because they were just oh, taking their were. herds down. I mean, they're that yeah. big animal. They're taking calves yeah. like crazy. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it was it was a lot bigger than a coyote. I guarantee you that. Oh, that I was out yeah. there. I was out there past shooting geese on the on the. On the Katy Prairie, I was laying in a bar ditch, and uh, all of a sudden, this big cloud of geese got up. You know, I was shooting geese that were coming to the to the main concentration of the geese. Yeah, to the roost. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, these geese rose up, and I thought, wonder what got those geese up. And about that time, that that wolf or coyote, whatever you want to call it, ran by me, and I thought, whoop, that's what got them up. <laughs> you know, but boy, he was big. He was big. Got my you know, when I hunted down in the marsh in the Anahuac area all those years, we'd see, we'd see him in the distance, and I said, "Man, that's bigger than a coyote running down that levee," and he'd have a crippled goose in his mouth. You know, they'd come in there mm-hmm. around those roost and uh, flush them up, and they'd get the cripples out of there. Right. We'd see that a lot too from you know those uh, Mexican eagles that migrate right. in the winter time too. Right. Exactly. Oh yeah. See wildlife at work. Mm-hmm. That's what we do it for. It's a lot of absolutely, lot to take in out there. The other, you know, it, that's what's so cool about, uh, you know, these bald eagles coming back and coming down to the coast. Now, I mean, I'll be out on the bay and I'll see them. There's no doubt about what it is. You know, oh yeah, you see a lot of ospreys and everything, but there's no comparison. They're twice as big, three times. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I see them every once in a while. You know, we we don't have many down here, but every once in a while you'll see one. We see them in uh, Grenada. 
uh, there's, right. there's some roosting in Ganado. I mean, they had a big nest over there on uh, on um, Lake Texana. Yeah, you got that river nest. that comes in there. That's uh, that's that's prime habitat for them. They like river bottoms, you know, you know, oh, nesting yeah. around those kind of areas and close to the coast, like the bays here where they do it, you know, around my neck of the woods. Yeah, yeah, they do. That's where the food and I, is. I, food and oh, habitat, buddy. You better know it. When I fished Alaska, we were going down uh, the uh, uh, Lake Iliama. We were going down the Iliama River, and boy, those eagles were everywhere, everywhere. They're pretty really much a, a nuisance up there. Oh, oh yeah, but they were everywhere along there. Of course, those those sockeye salmon were all along that river, you know, and uh, those eagles feast on those. Oh and they, yeah, they have a good life there. <clears throat> They don't want for any food, I'll guarantee you. No. And that's uh, that that's bear funny. country when you got all that going on, too, those salmon oh, runs. Listen, listen, man, those brown bears are big. And uh, they had, we had one guide. We had one guide for two fishermen. And, and this guide said, uh, he said, hey, uh, he said, I need to run back to the lodge and get some get some more tackle. I forgot. He said, uh, do you mind if I, if I leave y'all here? And he had a marlin. Uh, 4570 shooting a 400 grain bullet looks like the size of your thumb i said i don't mind as long as you leave that rifle yeah he said, uh, you know how to le- use it i said trust me i can use it <laughs> i <laughs> <So>, promise you <laughs> yeah you leave you leave that rifle well he had a little aluminum table and he, he walked down that stream and stuck that table down in that gravel and uh, laid that rifle on that table right beside me i said okay take off so he took off he wasn't gone 15 minutes and one of those big old brown bears came down to that stream about a couple hundred yards from us oh, and boy. Uh, that stream was full of those red sockeye salmon i mean it was just solid and uh, that bear was diving into that river after those sockeyes and he wasn't having good luck and we were fishing for rainbows which were underneath those sockeyes and and we were foul hooking those sockeyes Oh boy, they were splashing and everything, and and I, uh, I looked at the guy that was with me and I said, "This isn't good." <laughs> I mean, they were splashing, and that bear wasn't having good luck getting his his food. And I was keeping one eye on those sockeyes and one eye on that bear. <laughs> you know, I said, "Oh, this well, isn't hopefully good. you were faster than your friend." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the truth. <laughs> oh man, yeah, boy, I yeah, wasn't quite that's... sure if that. If that rifle could stop him, because those brown bears are big. God, they're big. Yeah, I don't want to. I would not like to be eaten by a bear. That that that'd be the worst way to go. I think Ooh, being eaten I'm alive by a big brown bear that would not be mm. good. They they're a big animal, man. Yeah, I'm not sure that 4570 could stop him. <laughs> I guarantee you. Ooh. <laughs> I tell you, the eerie feeling is to come back down there to fish the next day, and, and where you were walking along the river banks, you see those tracks of those bears that've been uh, right where you'd been the day before. Oh, oh my yeah. goodness, their tracks are huge. Yeah, those brown nice. bears are monsters. Yes, they are. The mighty grizzly. Yeah. Oh, I'm telling you, That's big smart. animal. Yes, sir. Super predator. Yes, they are. All right, Lynn. Well, 
I'm already out of time. If uh, somebody wants to call you about coming to Port O'Connor and fishing with you, how do they get a hold of you, my friend? Yes, sir, man. They can get me at uh, 361-935-6833. All right, Lynn. Well, I always enjoy it. Thanks for all the good conversation, and uh, I'll talk to you next week. You have a good week, and hopefully uh, get this whole weather stabilized, get back yeah, on the hope water. so. Hope so. All right, man. Have a good one, Mick. Hey, you too, Lynn. Have a great Sunday. See you, buddy. You, right. you bet, man. Bye. All right. That's Captain Lynn Smith and Port O'Connor. It's time for our top of the hour break, national anthem and all that, and we'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.